In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Several weeks ago, Pastor Bruzek preached on how Jesus retells your life, your story, with his gospel story. It didn't matter if your life was full of brokenness, loneliness, and sin, because once Jesus enters into it, he just simply retells the bad story with his good story. Over the last two weeks, though, Jesus has helped us hear that good story by coming close, by coming close to us in two ways. First, Jesus enters our financially and personally and family chaotic lives. Plunging himself into our chaotic lives, though, sometimes made it tough to recognize the good story because Jesus carried us through the struggle rather than removing the struggle from us. Then last week, Jesus used simple common language to tell the story. And we were challenged to believe the good story because it was so common. Rather than speaking from on high and lofty esoteric language, Jesus spoke in a language we can hear. And today, Jesus continues to try to help us recognize a good story when it's told. And sometimes we need to hear things multiple times in order to understand them, so this is why the first verse in today's gospel text was last week's final verse of last week's gospel text. And once again... We are challenged to rethink not only what bread can be, but also what our lives can be. Can bread be the flesh of Christ? Can the fullness of eternal life begin now? Even though what Jesus says is simple, it does have a very profound outcome for us who believe. Because it tells us that we're in the middle of a good story even though it's hard to see. This isn't new, though. Elijah in the Old Testament was suffering from this when he ran away from Jezebel, the evil queen of Israel. Now, to put it in context, Elijah just witnessed God defeat the prophets of Baal by sending fire from heaven on a very wet, wet sacrifice. And rather than walking with confidence in the works of God, believing God would actually deliver him from Jezebel, Elijah fled and gave up. Now this is a story we actually tell to our children in Sunday school, so we must think that this is a pretty good story. Elijah was literally in the middle of quite a good story, of God coming to his servant and delivering him from evil, But even though he was in the middle of it, Elijah found it hard to actually recognize. In the gospel reading for today, the crowd found it hard to recognize a good story, even though they were in the middle of it too. Remember the context. Jesus just fed these people when they were hungry. A feast made out of five loaves and two fish. And if that wasn't good enough, Jesus actually announces God's presence in his flesh 
But rather than praising God for coming to his people, feeding and abiding with them, what did they do? They grumbled. They grumbled about how they think the story should be told. They said, this is Joseph's son. God can't be standing in front of us. And the fullness of eternal life can't be received now. Jesus, however, is telling them that the story they've been waiting to hear is in fact being told to them in their own ears. Right now. God has drawn them to his son, to Christ. And now they are just to believe. To believe that God will, in fact, deliver on his promises. They are quite literally, as Jesus standing before them, in the midst of them, in the middle of a good story. The thing is, though, we, the, thing, the, the, the thing that we actually need to consider, though, is that the crowd doesn't just simply include the people on the page. It actually includes the crowd outside the page. It includes us. Jesus is telling you this morning that you're in the middle of a good story. Now you might say to me, Pastor, take a look around at those who go here. Or you might say, Pastor, do you really know what's going on around here? And I do. The thing is, though, our Lord says he is the one who comes close to us. He bridges the gap with his word and his sacrament. And he's ready to retell our story. This means that Jesus is actually here this morning, in front of us. So I actually don't care who comes here. And I don't care what's going on around here. Because if Jesus is in front of us, that means we're in the middle of a good story. And now we're ready to rejoice in it. But the only way that we're actually going to recognize his good story and rejoice in it is if we actually give up. If we actually give up everything. Give up our notions of how a good story should be told. Give up our notions of what a good life is. And humbly trust our Lord's story the one that he's telling us today, that is radically different than anything we're used to because it's told through the death and resurrection of Jesus. The thing is, though, for the baptized, for us, our Lord Jesus Christ has baptized us into that story of his death and resurrection, which means we are children of God. And that means something. Think about it. We are children of God. We might look normal, some of us. We might be simple, and we might even have chaotic lives, but that does not mean that we're not part of the story of God's redemption and reconciliation. Rather, our Lord today challenges us with his presence to begin to rejoice in the fullness of his eternal life Today, now, in our ordinary lives. 
since Jesus is in the middle of us, in our midst, precisely at the altar, we now have a story to tell. It is not time to flee. It is not time to give up. But rather, it's time to come to Jesus. And as we partake of the flesh of Christ in the Eucharist, our lives now take on his character, his humility, his trust. And as we leave the altar, we humbly approach each other and something we perhaps forgot, a world that doesn't know the story. So as we approach each other and the world, a world that needs to have its story retold by God in Christ Jesus, we do that in humility and in trust. Because the only way that the world will hear that story is through the church, is through this place. So rejoice. This is a very good thing. And as we sing the post-communion canticle, rejoice in the words that it has us sing. Thank the Lord and tell everyone what he has done. Because we all have something that he's done for us. He has come close to us. He has brought us through the struggle. And he has reconciled us one to another. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.